Um, Pastor Adele does such an amazing job around here, doesn't she? Put your hands together for Pastor Adele. Um, it's so good to be back and uh, we had an incredible time over Christmas here at Everyday Church, uh, just celebrating Christmas with family. Uh, we had many guests come along um, hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and um, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ as well. Uh, we saw salvations and I just wanted to thank you guys. Uh, thank you for reaching out and inviting people to come. Thank you to those that delivered flyers. Uh, thank you to those that um, gave financially. Uh, thank you to those that prayed into our services. Um, because of you, people heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I want to say thank you. Thank you. God is good, hey? His word was preached. We saw salvations. We saw kids connecting with God. And that's what it's all about. That is what it is all about about and it's because of you you know I'm super excited for the year 2023 I know I keep saying it but there's just such a nice ring about 2023 it sounds better than 2022 2023 I'm excited to share the word that I believe God has given uh, me uh, he's given us a word uh, for this year the word over our church and I'm going to be sharing it next month on Vision Sunday uh, so make sure you're here for that um, and I'm, I'm excited to share that, so don't miss it. You know, God has amazing plans for this church, and he has amazing plans for you individually as well. Uh, next week, don't miss next week where we are. We've heard it a few times this morning, uh, but we're going to be anointing you with oil. You know, what? it's symbolic. What does that even mean? We're putting oil on your forehead. <laughs> Spooky. Uh, it's, it's symbolic. They used to do it in the Old Testament in the Bible. It's just, uh, it's, it's symbolic. It's you stepping into what God has for you. It's praying you into this year and, and also praying over your children, your family, your marriage. It's important that we're praying over marriages, over your kids, over unborn babies, um, over families. Um, so don't think, you know, it doesn't matter if the kids get a little bit, you know, whatever, it's okay, bring them in. We need to be praying for everybody. Um, so I'm super excited about that. So that's happening uh, next week. And Pastor Chinyama and Bakir and the three little girls are going to be joining us as well. Uh, as Pastor Jacob said, they're joining our pastoral team and we're just on team together doing what Jesus is calling us to do. That's it. That is it. We're just going to keep going on with the vision and mission that God has given us, our church. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And I just want to say thank you. You know, it is an honour and a privilege uh, to be your pastor. It really is. Um, and I know I speak on behalf of Jacob as well. Uh, it's an honour and a privilege. Um, and I want to say thank you to you guys um, that I get to be your pastor. It's a pretty cool job. Um, on Tuesday morning, I was back at work and the kids are like, oh, you seem really excited to go back to work, mum. <laughs> and I was like, I am. You know, I love what I do and uh, you guys uh, make it a joy. And the Bible talks about that. It says, make it a joy for your spiritual leaders. And um, so I want to say thank you. For those of you that don't know, I have three kids. Um, two boys, age 12 and, uh, 12 and 11, they're 14 months apart and they're super close. And then I have a seven-year-old girl, Tiffany. And so Tiffany tries really hard to keep up with her brothers, as you can imagine. And so often she's left out. And so ever since she was little, she's always been uh, 
like mine and Jacob's third will. So she's always hung out with us. It's hilarious. In all, when, whenever me and Jacob are hanging out, there's Tiffany. So in all our photos, Tiffany's always with us. And the boys, they've always been really close um, just because they're so close in age. Um, and, and so it's just the way kind of the family pans out, which is cool. Um, but every now and then the boys try, they do try um, really hard to try and include her in their games. They do try. However, she wants to play their games her way, which causes, as you can imagine, problems and issues. And so I say to her, I say, Tiffany, if you want to play with the big boys, you have to play their way. Otherwise, it causes problems and it causes issues. And I was saying this again to her the other day at the beach. And as I was saying it, it reminded me of us with God and his plan for our lives. And how at times we want to do his plans (laughs) our way, right? And it creates issues, tension, conflict. And then we get mad at God for the unrest within our lives, the confusion within our lives, the mess perhaps within our lives, the fight that's happening either within ourselves or around us within our lives. A little bit like Tiffany getting mad at her brothers when they're not playing their game her way. So the title of my message this morning is His Plans, His Way. His Plans, his way. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29:11 and this is a well-known scripture. So I want you to try and look at it with fresh eyes this morning if you can. And if you're new to uh to being a Christian, fantastic. This is uh one of the best pieces of scriptures you'll ever read. It says this, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord. "Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future." So we can have hope for 2023 because God says that he has plans to prosper you and not to harm you and plans to give you a hope and a future. Sometimes you can think about the year with perhaps uh, a little bit of anxiety or what's going to happen, particularly if you had a bad 2022 and you think, gee, what's going to happen this year? If 2022 was like that, what on earth is going to happen this year? But the word of God says... I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's encouraging right there, isn't it? And that's God speaking. Amen. What I want to double down on this morning is where it says God knows. God knows the plans he has for you. He knows. And so the question is, is if God knows then how do you know the plans that God has for you? Because that would be helpful, right? Do you think? Be helpful. It's nice that God knows. (laughs) Yeah? But how, how do I know? How do I know what God knows? First of all, it's believing what he says, but how do I know what he knows? Something that I've learned in, say, the last 20 years of being a Christian and and in ministry is that we'll never work out the big picture of of God's plan for our lives. You know, if you ask me, 
uh, where will you be or what will you be doing or what does God have for you in five years' time? I couldn't really tell you. I could have an idea. I could probably maybe tell you what I think I might be doing or what I hope to be doing. But I'm not 100% sure. But I know it's going to be amazing, really good. And I'm super excited about it because I know God is good and he's got good plans for me. But I can't tell you exactly what it is. There's no way I can tell you exactly what it is. I don't exactly know what it is. I expect it's doing exactly what I'm doing now, but who knows with God. But what I can tell you is that I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm walking in God's perfect will for my life right now. Without a shadow of a doubt, I can tell you that. And you might ask me, well, how can you be so sure without a shadow of a doubt that you're walking in God's perfect will for your life right now? And it comes down to three points that I want to share with you this morning. And the first one is prayer. Prayer is absolutely integral for walking in God's will for your life. A Christian trying to live a life with God without prayer I'm sorry to say this, but isn't really a Christian. I mean, because not even Jesus did that, right? Not even Jesus himself did that. You know, we can turn to scripture and see in so many places where Jesus prayed. And sometimes he just prayed on the spot with other people in front of people. Sometimes he gathered with other believers like we're going to do on Tuesday night and prayed. But other times and often he just withdrew himself. Often he withdrew himself and went off to a quiet place to pray. A bit like my prayer walks. Hey guys, I'm going for a walk. Mum, can I come? Sorry, it's a prayer walk. <laughs> Sorry, you can't come. I'm going on a prayer walk. Often he withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So he modelled different types of prayer to us. And he even taught us how to pray. Uh, with what's known as the Lord's Prayer, and we read about it in the Gospels. But our prayers carve out a path for us. They go before us, don't they? They, 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 they guide us, they pave a way, they open doors, they go before us. Um, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so it's this peace that guides us into God's will for our lives. So as we pray and give God our prayers and our petitions, we receive his peace. And it's this peace that guides us. It's his peace that, that guides us. It leads us. You know, Pastor Malcolm, who pioneered this church and who um, started Adult and Teen Challenge in WA, um, which has saved countless of lives from drug and alcohol addiction, including myself and Jacob and many, many 
uh, thousands of others, um, tells the story, and I hope I've got this right and he can tell me later if I didn't, but he was uh, living in Sydney at the time and, um, and he felt led to fast and pray. And I don't think he really wanted to, but he was obedient and he did that. Um, and so he fasted and prayed for three days and um, on the third day he received a phone call and, um, and it was a pastor um, from Perth saying, hey, would you come over to WA and help us um, start Adult and Teen Challenge over here in WA? And his answer, I don't think, was very spiritual. He said, hang on a minute, mate, I'm starving. Uh, I need to eat first, I'll call you back. <laughs> Is that right, Malcolm? <laughs> and, uh, and, um, but the rest is history. He, his, he, his prayers had paved the way to what we see today, which is a 40-bed facility on 250 acres of land. Thousands and thousands of lives set free from drug and alcohol addiction, salvations, transformed lives, living for Jesus Christ, those prayers paving and carving out God's will for his life. Prayers pave the way for God's will for your life. As we spend time in prayer, though, we learn to recognise God's voice. We learn to recognise God's voice. You know, a well-known pastor puts it this way, voice recognition is a byproduct of relationship. Voice recognition is a byproduct of relationship, which all it is is spending time with God hanging out with him. It's just talking to him like you'd talk to a person. It's, you know, sometimes you hear prayers and you think, well, I can't pray like that. It's just talking as if you're talking to another human being. Uh, It's getting to know him. And the more we get to know him, the more we will recognise his voice. I remember being out some rocks one day. We were out fishing with our little family. (laughs) And, um, and, off in the distance, I heard this voice and I said to um, I said to Jacob, I can hear my brother. And he's like, he didn't even hear a voice. And Jake's like, where, what, how? And he's like, nah. And I said, nah, I can hear my brother. And, and we couldn't, you'd look out to see, we couldn't see or anything. But not long after, a boat came by and my brother was on it. Because <laughs> I, I grew up with him, obviously, and I could hear my brother's voice. Relationship, voice recognition. So as you spend time with God, you learn to recognise his voice, which is so integral because it leads to the second point, which is listen to his voice. Point number two, listen to his voice. Listening to God's voice is integral for walking in God's will for your life. And it's so important that we're making room for God's voice in our life. You know, it's so important that, and, and we're not talking about an audible voice. Let's just make that clear. Sometimes when we're saying, you know, listen for God's voice, it's like we're going to hear a, an audible voice. You know, when people say, uh, you know, God said, they're not necessarily saying, or if ever, rarely, it rarely happens. What they're talking about is like an impression that they feel in their spirit or God spoke to them through the Bible, for instance, or God spoke to them through um, a person just in conversation, or God spoke to them through the preacher, 
that's what they mean when they say they heard the voice of God. They heard God speaking to them or God said. It's not an audible voice. Um, but they're listening. They're open. They've made room in their minds and their schedule and their lives to be listening for God's voice. We can't be so consumed and so distracted and so busy that we haven't made room in our lives to hear God's voice. We have to be listening to God's voice. You know, we can't, again, call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ if we're not following him. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Listen, know, follow. It speaks of relationship, doesn't it? It speaks of intimacy. It speaks of, um, it speaks of relationship, those words. That's what it speaks of. It speaks of time spent with Jesus time spent with Jesus you know and God speaks to us in our own way as well Um, and I love that he does that he speaks your own language you know God speaks to me sometimes or a lot of the time through um, songs and movies and can I let you in on a little secret shall I they're not always Christian serious some of you are shocked right now They're not always Christian. God speaks to us in our own way. Let's not limit God. Let's not put God in a box. Let's not do that, ever. He's not into religion. He's into relationship. He's into relationship. You know, he come and he spoke to the Pharisees, didn't he? He wasn't happy with them. He spent a lot of time yelling at them, didn't he? He wasn't happy with them at all. Hey? He spoke through a donkey. Hey? Didn't he? <laughs> Paul. We let Paul put a shirt on and welcome people through the door. Come on. Hey? Praise Jesus, eh? But he does. I love that. I wish I had more examples. I think we're talking about it. Jacob has his own way. I don't understand the way Jacob uh, speaks. Um, the way God speaks to Jacob through his own way and only Jacob would understand that and and you probably understand what I'm saying you have your own way that God speaks to you through signs through through little things that you care about and you're like you know that that was God you know God speaks to you and don't think that it's stupid that's God he's speaking to you it doesn't always have to be in his word in scripture it doesn't always have to be in church it doesn't always have to be on a Sunday morning between 9 and 12 it could be why you're watching a movie an action movie serious could be why you're listening to some secular music music like letting your hair down you know letting your hair out the window singing at the top of your lungs and God speaks to you Yeah. yeah that's me true Let's not get so stiff and box God in because that's not the God I know. It's not the God I know and it's not the God people are looking for, not the people that God's calling us to reach. That's not the God people are looking for. Let's not show them that God. It's the God of relationship. Samuel from the Bible, one of the greatest prophets, He had to learn to recognise God's voice 
and then adopt an attitude that we all need to adopt as believers. And we'll read about it in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Do we have the scriptures? Verse 4. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, you called me. My son Eli, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in, the, in this place, in his place. And the Lord came and stood there calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Speak for your servant is listening. That's the attitude that we all need to adopt to walk in God's will for our life. This is how we begin to know the plans that God has for us. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans not to harm you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God will give us clear instructions, next steps, but we need to be listening. We need to learn to recognise his voice. And you might be thinking, well, but God isn't speaking. He's not talking to me. I don't hear him ever say anything. My question would be, well, have you created enough space within your mind, within your schedule, within your life? Are you, have, is there enough room, first of all, for, you know, there was no room for Jesus at the inn, eh? <laughs> is there enough room for him? And have you done the last thing that he asked you to do? no matter how big or small, but have you? Because why would he ask you to, to do the next step? Jacob, Pastor Jacob was just speaking about process and he'd love to skip over. But what's the point of God then giving you another step if you haven't done the last one, yeah? So perhaps if he's not speaking, maybe look at those two points. You haven't got enough room. You're not spending time in prayer. You haven't learnt to recognise his voice. You're too consumed and busy and too much happening. You need to slow down and create some space. It's like, well, I can't, I don't. Do it. Who sets your schedule? You do. Sometimes I flip out. Yeah, I flip out. <laughs> Just us, Jacob. I set my own schedule. We set our own schedules. Nobody else but us. And um, so perhaps we haven't done the last thing that he's asked us to do. Point number three. I know it's a little bit of a teach this morning, but I believe this is what God's put on my heart is and we love this word obedience did mel put it up before i said it good girl obedience is absolutely integral for walking in god's will for your life we can't just listen to his voice walk away do nothing and expect god to move powerfully in our lives <laughs> can we something that i've found though is that the more time that lapses between the time that you've heard god speak and executing the next step or decision that needs to be made, it's easier to talk yourself out of doing it or allowing someone else to talk yourself out of doing it. So the more time that lapses, 
the easier it's, it's to be able to say, well, did God really say? Did I really hear him right? Surely he didn't tell me to give that much <laughs> because the numbers don't add up. You know, it, the more time, and I've been through that recently, God said to do something specific and it hurt to do it. It was sad and I didn't want to do it, but I knew it was right. I knew God had spoken. I had to have conversations. I didn't want to have the conversations. I didn't want to disappoint people. I didn't want to let people down, but I knew God had spoken. And the more time that lapsed between God speaking and me catching up with that person, I could have easily have talked myself out of it, easily said, nah, you know, whatever, and continued on. But I know that I would have then been a bit like Tiffany and ended up a bit messy and crazy and upset and, you know, all of that because I wasn't doing things God's way. And so I had to just commit to what I'd heard and execute it. (laughs) And so the more time that lapses, we have time to question and doubt and justify and make up stories. Who makes up stories in their own head? And lie to ourselves. (laughs) We just break those lies in Jesus' name. And agree with people that agree with you and not with God. (laughs) Don't you love that one? Agree with people that agree with you and not with God's plan for your life. Amen. And forget the moment where you felt God's presence. Forget that moment where you felt God's presence and you felt him speak to you clearly. Where you heard his voice. Yes, it takes courage to ex- execute next steps sometimes. Yes, it takes courage to, to make those decisions in God. Yes, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's ending a relationship. Sometimes it's walking away from a ministry. Sometimes it's stepping out of your comfort zone. You know, we spoke about giving this morning. Sometimes it's starting your giving journey. And, and sometimes that's hard to give away 10% of your income. That's huge sometimes. That step's hard. Sometimes it's doing things you don't want to do. Sometimes, and a lot of the time I find it makes no sense. The step I was just talking about for me, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I find a lot of the time with God, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense. But uh, you know what? I think it's because he wants us to trust him. Hey? That's why. He wants us to trust him. I think you guys have figured it out too, haven't you? Very smarter than me. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. God's way is not our way. In fact, the Bible says His ways are higher than our ways, which I think that means better. Would you agree? Has to mean better. His ways are higher, His ways are better. He knows best. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So it has to come down to trusting him, surrendering your plans to him, taking your next steps in him, his plans, his way, his plans, his way, surrendering your will to his, which can be painful at time. I agree with you. It can be painful at time. You know, both myself and Jacob um, were on annual leave last week to spend 
uh, a week with the kids um, while they're on school holidays. And so they got a um, Nintendo for Christmas. And um, I'm like, yes, because I used to play Nintendo back in the 90s, right? Mario Brothers. And I'm, and I'm like, I love Nintendo. And I'm like, let's go, game on, boys. You're in trouble. I was so excited. And, um, and so, but I quickly discovered that Mario Brothers now is a little bit different to back then. And, um, and so, um, especially when you're playing with more than one player. Like, I didn't realise that. And so, um, yeah, so what with, with the Nintendo now, you have to actually unite and become a team to get through the different levels. And so what I was doing is, I, I didn't realise this, so I was just like running ahead in the level and the boys were yelling at me to slow down because otherwise we're going to die. Um, and, 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 or I would lag behind. I'd lag behind and they're like, hurry up, because they were up right ahead. They're like, hurry up, mum, hurry up. We're going to die. We need to get through this level. And so it was just all over the place. So either I was running ahead or I was lagging behind. And so it wasn't until we all had to kind of unite together and make a plan, which I wasn't used to, this type of Mario Brothers uh, in Nintendo. We had to unite together and make a plan to get through the different levels. Otherwise, you're just going through the same level over and over and over and over and over and over again. But unity was key. It brings a win. In Nintendo, it brings a blessing, right? And it's the same in God's kingdom. It's the same in God's kingdom and his will for your life. It's uniting your will with his will. Unity will bring the win in your life. It'll bring blessing where you come together with God, you begin to cooperate with God, doors begin to open. You don't go and do the same level, the same mountain again and again and again and again and again. You get to go to the, get to go to the boss battles. <laughs> and they're pretty awesome, the boss battles. But you get to cooperate with God, a God who knows you. A God who knows you because he created you. And a God who knows the plans for your life. You know, even Jesus had to unite his will with God's plan. And his prayer was simply, not my will, but your will be done. And you know, that just translates his plan his way. That's all it is. And you know, also the disciples had to get on board because Peter didn't really agree with the plan, right? He said, no way you will die. This will not happen. And Jesus rebuked him and he said, get behind me, Satan. And he said, you're only thinking with a human mind and not God's perspective. And so Peter had to get on board with the plan as well. He had to unite. For the bigger plan to come to pass. And so as much as God has a plan for your personal life, as you unite your will with his and surrender your will and get on board with that, there's also a bigger plan that he has for our church. I want to leave us with a scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says this, now to him is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine 
according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. I just want to say to you this morning, whatever you're believing for and hoping for this year, that God wants more for you than that and is able to do more for you than that, which I think is a pretty cool thought. But it comes down to you surrendering your will to his and taking your next steps in him. Amen? Amen. Why don't you bow your heads and we'll pray this morning. The first prayer I want to do is I want to pray for anyone that hasn't, and this is an amazing next step that you can do today on the 15th of January, 2023. Um, And what an awesome day to do it on. But this amazing step that you could do is enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is just surrendering your heart to his and choosing to make him Lord of your life. And so we're just going to pray... Um, a prayer all of us as a church this morning and if that is you if you want to make that step um, just believe it with all your heart as you pray this prayer with us Um, why don't you follow after me church God I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me I ask that you forgive my sins wash me clean today I choose to live for you and make you Lord of my life for the rest of my life. Amen. Just with our heads bowed, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, if you made that commitment or recommitment, if you uh, would just slip your hand up in the air, just so I can see your hand, um, because I'd love to pray for you and give you some resources that will uh, start you on your journey. Um, And if you're online, if you could comment or reach out to us, Um, we will be able to send you some resources as well. Just a couple of more moments. If you're in the building, uh, just lift your hand up in the air. Just one more moment. Or you can comment online. But I'm just going to pray for all of us right now. God, I thank you for every single person in this building and online, Father God. I thank you that, that you know the plans that you have for every single person. It's not one plan either. It says plans. So for those that think they've stuffed up your plan, your one plan for their lives, uh, that they they would know that that you have uh, more plans, Lord God, (laughs) that it's not just one and that's it. Um, So I pray, Lord God, that, um, that you would show them, that you would help them, that you would, um, that fear would not hold them back. We pray for courage. We pray for strength. We pray, uh, Holy Spirit, that you would lead them, that you would guide them, that you would teach them, that you would instruct them, that you would counsel them, that you would fill them up. Um, we pray for unity, that our will would unite with yours, that we would cooperate with your spirit, with your will, that would surrender ourselves to you, that would begin to be in step with your spirit, with your will, with what you have called us to, both individually and corporately as a church. We thank you that you have called us. And ultimately, it's all about bringing glory to your name and to your church. So we thank you for that. We pray for blessings on every single person and we pray your will be done in our lives, Lord God. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to worship or praise 
um, with one last song this morning. Amen? Praise Jesus. If you'd like prayer, please come forward and we'll pray for you.